informative podcast all about training working dogs look no further than the lwdg pod dog this weekly show is hosted by me joanne perrott founder of the ladies working dog group and i chat to experienced trainers and experts in the field who will give you helpful tips and advice whether you're just getting started or you've been working dogs for years this podcast will have something for you so pull up a chair pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to lwdg pod dog and let us help you build a better bond with your best friend. Hello and welcome to another episode of LWDG Pod Dog. This week we're going to be talking about the fact that your dog may be showing signs of pregnancy, but it could be a phantom pregnancy. Joining us for this week's episode is the LWDG group expert, Emma Stevens. How are you, Emma? I'm fine, thank you, Joe. How are you? Very well, thank you. Really looking forward to this topic because I'm very, very fascinated by the whole like science behind it, why it happens. So let's start at the beginning of all this. To a lot of people, it might be a shock that their dog can act pregnant even though it isn't pregnant. Why does this start? So historically, so wild dogs, wild wolves, they're... Um, their cycle um so their seasons and everything like that their cycles would sink in a pack and one bitch would give birth and the rest of the bitches around would have their cycles synced to mimic pregnancy sometimes even mimic labor um but definitely mimic lactating to then be able to help rear the the pups that one bitch has had. So it would kind of be like a community nursing as such. So any bitches could then go and hunt and the bitch that could would stay, it wouldn't have to be the same bitch each time. Um, so they can all keep themselves nice and healthy. That's quite fascinating in itself that the dogs have the capability to do that. But phantom pregnancies today in this era, it can be quite common in dogs that don't live with other bitches. We can see a range of symptoms. We can see lactation, like you just mentioned. We see mothering behavior where they take everything back to their crate or they, they spot on the settee. Um, we can see tiredness. We can see vomiting. What, what are we dealing with nowadays? So now that obviously we've domesticated them, they haven't, you, you haven't changed their hormone cycle. So even though they're domesticated pets, their hormone cycle remains the same. And those symptoms will vary depending on dog to dog. So you may find that if you've got a bitch that lives with other bitches and you maybe got one of them pregnant, those phantom pregnancies in those bitches subsequent might actually be quite um, kind of extreme. Whereas if you've just got one, one dog on your own that's having their first season, they might not have as extreme phantom pregnancy because they're very young, they're immature. There's nothing really to hormonally to guide them, but it's, it's all this kind of sinking of hormones. And again, it can sometimes depend on the relationship between their owners as well. So like my bitches, when I was pregnant, went through quite traumatic phantom pregnancies where it was quite extreme because they were obviously picking up on my hormones so it can go through a, it's there's a range of reasons but i think the best thing is is that every bitch has a phantom pregnancy just the symptoms can be different so they can be masked completely so you wouldn't even know or they can go quite extreme to the point of like you say um even like false labor lactation all of that kind of stuff and that is just dog dependent and hormone level dependent 
So the hormone imbalance is causing the dog to believe it is pregnant and we see this obviously in in dogs but then we don't see it in spayed dogs because we've removed the hormones i'm assuming yeah so because you've removed um well in most spays you've removed uterus and ovaries um in some spays it's just ovary yeah, it's just the uterus um so but you're basically removing the ability for those hormones to mimic pregnancy um so you wouldn't you wouldn't see them in spayed bitches in general so sometimes we can see a phantom pregnancy long after um, the dog was in season. It is quite shocking to find that even sort of like stress, environment, diet, all those things can start a bitch off too. Yeah, so if you, depending on the year that your bitch has come into season, um, so generally a, a bitch is pregnant for between 58 and 65 days or so. So what you would see is at the end of that season, that's the kind of time frame before a bitch will start to show their phantom pregnancy signs. So it, it mimics literally their whole, if they were pregnant, when they would then start lactating. So you could see those behaviours kind of for those sorts of days leading up to those kind of days where they would give birth had they been pregnant. Um, and then that's when you get kind of the lactation and the more kind of extreme um, symptoms coming out, like the nesting, loss of appetite, all of that kind of stuff. So but again, that can be dependent on the weather or how much they're working. So if you have a bitch that comes into season just before the shoot season starts and they're working, you then might, after their, after their actual season and they come back into work, you might up their food which is what you would do for a pregnant bitch. So then the hormones will think they're pregnant because you're upping the food as well. And then they go into a more extreme phantom pregnancy halfway through the shoot. And that is literally just because of weather and you feeding them more because they're working more. So you can kind of kind of mimic it as well by and kind of cause it as such by by doing little things to food. Daylight can affect it as well. Exercise levels, all of that kind of stuff can kind of make it happen a bit more extreme but also kind of then reduce it from happening as well so because it's a hormone imbalance anything that affects your hormone levels in one way can start it can trigger it and in the same way the same things that can change your hormones can decrease it stop it because of what's going on within the dog's body yeah exactly yeah and what are the signs? Like we've, we've mentioned loads of different things there, but for somebody looking at their bitch and saying, well, is my bitch having a phantom pregnancy? What are the range of things that they could be looking for? Because it is quite a range, isn't it? Yeah, there's a huge range. And then within each symptom, there's a range as well. So I'll, I'll list out some of the more kind of common ones. So you've got lethargy and depression, uh, loss of appetite. They're kind of the the first sort of small ones that people see that they don't necessarily, and they're the ones that probably most bitches show without really anybody thinking much of it. You just go, oh, they're tired for the day. And that could go, that could fall with it being really rubbish weather and they don't like going out in the rain and stuff like that anyway. So you don't really think much of it. Again, dog's appetite can change daily as well. And if you've got a, a dog that's, that's already kind of fussy with their food, loss of appetite might not necessarily trigger a warning to you. Um, 
then there's the kind of more extreme ones that you would go, yeah, this is definitely a phantom now where people kind of, they're the ones that you, you see people writing on social media and things like that, that these are my, this is what my dog's doing. So nesting, which is where they can kind of move, move their bedding around. They kind of steal stuff and take it to their space that they feel safe, which would be then basically getting ready to start kind of labor process and going into kind of, this is my space where I'm going to give birth to these puppies. Um, you can sometimes also see them if you, if you have like cuddly toys and stuff like that for the dog or small children they steal them and they kind of would mother them as if they were puppies as well um and then you've got kind of lactation so starting to actually like secrete milk from their from their teats and stuff like that as well so you've got this quite a big range that can happen at any time caused by any any sort of change you can see why people um may want to spay may not want to spay it's got to be a personal choice and we do have a fantastic course um on that about looking at what you want to do why you want to do it what the options are for that um as you mentioned lots of dogs will go through phantom pregnancies is there a point where if your dog's having phantom pregnancy you want to say actually right now i need the vet to step in because this is affecting the dog yeah so normally the, the treatment um kind of for the time that you would need to get a vet involved would be if it's really affecting you've got two ways you've either got to treat the actual phantom that's happening or treat the phantom so they go away completely so for me the actual phantom that's happening right now would be if my dog's lactating um because it can cause mastitis basically um because obviously there's no pups to actually kind of have the milk get let down properly and them actually use it. So it stores up in those mammary glands and then can get infected. So lactation, if it's quite extreme, would be the, the bit where I'd be like, right, vets, because they can give you, you they can give your dog hormones to, to prevent lactation and stop it happening. When I'm then going, right, this bitch in particular is quite hormonal. She can't cope with it. She's having quite severe phantoms season in, season out. That's where I'd be looking at, right, we need to stop this completely because some bitches, one phantom, one, one season may result in a really minute phantom that you don't even notice. And then one, they might have quite an extreme one and then it might go back to minute again. Whereas some bitches will have horrific phantom pregnancies that are very noticeable. They go all the way through kind of almost labor contractions, the lactation, every single time they have a phantom. And that is a huge hormone imbalance that the dog can't cope with. And I just, my personal opinion is that it's not fair for a dog to spend six months of their life as such going through season horrific phantom season horrific phantom with this kind of short gap of maybe four four months in between i just don't think that's very fair for them and it can prevent you doing a lot of things and it can also cause behavior problems like the nesting can cause resource guarding obviously the lactation can cause discomfort it can stop your relationship with them because the the tips to kind of stop them going through phantoms are like decrease their appetite don't cuddle them as much all of that kind of stuff don't rub their bellies because that produces the lactation and stuff so it can kind of start to hinder your training relationship and all of that kind of stuff and at that point that's where i, I would recommend spaying them to just completely stop it because i suppose we believe we've domesticated them and to a certain point we have but a dog's hormonal uh cycle in nature they would mate every single time they came into season wouldn't they there wouldn't be what we've got now which is us as humans deciding when or won't they will or won't mate they would have just mated consistently 
Yeah, they would have either mated or they would have been this kind of nursing bitch where they help the the alphas nurse nurse pups or other other members of the pack nurse their pups. So it would either be them being mated and their pups, or it would be actually their pups are kind of adolescent and she's not ready to be mated again, but they would still lactate to help the newest litters coming through as such. So yeah, they would be actively using this hormone cycle in a really kind of natural way. Whereas now obviously they don't they don't even if you do have bitches that you do breed with. And going forward, if your dog is having, like we talked about, like small, slight symptoms, we can do things like up their exercise a little bit, change our behaviours towards them as in the routine of eating, the amount they eat when they eat, things like that. We can help to pull them out of it. Non, I don't want to use the word naturally, but but we can can help them to come back out of it, can't we? Yeah. So you can kind of um, sort of treat the symptoms to make them not as extreme to help to help that. So you're not kind of stopping the phantom, but you're kind of helping them to get over it and realize they've not got puppies to nurse before it gets to kind of extreme levels of lactation and things. So the lethargy as long as you know there is actually physically nothing wrong with your dog um you can obviously just up their exercise once they're out of the house generally speaking you'll find that a phantom pregnancy dog versus a poorly dog will just jump back into their old personality and be quite happy to be out for a walk um the loss of appetite the worst thing you can do is let them graze because obviously that's what a pregnant bitch would do so try and have them set set meals the loss of appetite isn't actually the worst thing ever because you actually want to decrease their appetite when they lactate anyway that's one of the, the kind of treatment measures that's that's put in place is decreasing their appetite you can for a short period of time remove things that they can nest with and in so take some toys away maybe just up your training to keep their mind distracted so they've still got things they can carry but it's in a more productive way as a retrieve rather than them getting hormonal over a cuddly toy at home um and then obviously not stroking their belly because it's what a puppy would do they would nestle into their to their teats and their mammary glands and they're stripped down their middle um to kind of have that letdown of milk so if you're constantly rubbing their belly and giving them tummy tickles you're basically mimicking what a puppy would do to make them produce milk so going forward, I think the, for people to understand the whole cycle, we're going to put within the blog a diagram of this. But can we just briefly go through what the season looks like before this would all start? Yeah, so your day one to nine-ish, I'm going to say, because obviously this is totally dog dependent, um, is called proestrus. So that's where you get the swelling and the blood. And that's where people go, right, my dog's on day one. Okay. So then you would get um, what's called estrus, which is day 10 to 15. So it's a lighter colored discharge. And that's where they start kind of flirting around and tail flagging and they'll start standing and stuff like that. Then you have um, diestrus, which is them coming out of season. And that goes from day sort of 16 to 75. So that's where they're either pregnant and they've been mated and they start going through the actual getting to pregnancy and whelping, 
or that's where they come out of season, but they start going into that phantom season period. And then you've got, and that's called diestrus. Um, so they're no longer fertile at that point. So they go back to normal life. Um, they can go back to training. They can go back to socializing with dogs. Nobody's going to make them or anything like that. And then anestrus is um, your bit in between, basically. So that's your, your big, long gaps that can vary from kind of four to nine, even sometimes 12 months, if depending on how many cycles a year your dog has. And my understanding as well, this is why it's important, like when they ask you in the vets, with regards to spaying, they're looking for that middle part, is because for quite a lot of the time that you uh, mentioned, your dog's hormones have made things swell, things stretch, do lots of things that they wouldn't normally do. Your spaying time is that window where everything's normal sized. Yeah, so that anestrus bit where your dog is technically, because even in even in the bit where they're either pregnant or they're not longer fertile or anything, the swelling externally will reduce. So you'll see their lady bits go a lot smaller, but internally they are still quite um, swollen inside and their uterus is quite swollen and the contractions. And if they're going through phantom pregnancies, you might get false labors and stuff. And it's it's not an impossible procedure because obviously we we spay um, on, on emergency on, on a pyometra. So you can do it, but it is a more risky procedure and vets will, will obviously prefer a much easier routine procedure than a much more difficult routine procedure. So you're looking for that gap where they're not having a phantom, they're not in season. It's that big long gap in between for the safest bit of spaying. And you can watch the course on um, spay and neutral, but also just to cover on here, just in case people aren't aware of it, when we spay a bitch, we can spay and not take ovaries away, and we can still have hormonal issues, or we can take them away and remove those hormonal issues. Yeah, so you've got keyhole spaying, which sometimes will leave ovaries, but will just take the uterus. So that prevents the pyometra problem, um, which is one of the biggest reasons for, for spaying bitches anyway. Um, but sometimes you can still have the hormones from, from the ovaries stay intact and it can mimic cycles and it can change behaviors a little bit as well. Um, and then an open spay is where they take the, the, the thing out. So almost like a complete hysterectomy, as you would imagine it to be um, in humans. So <clears throat> that's basically where you ideally want to be looking at it's obviously it's a longer recovery period it can it is obviously an open open wound as well so you've got different healing measures as well versus keyhole surgery is much an easier process and easier healing and recovery time um but it's just weighing up, up those those pros and cons of of why you're spaying and then which one which option to go for and just for those who would like this is the first time they're hearing this information when we just go back to right to the start of the season when we talked about just for like they flag in and things and we talk about swelling you can on most dogs visibly see their parts have swollen if you even if you're not seeing the blood you know if sometimes if you've got a couple of dogs it's gone before it's there because by the time it drops to the floor or it somebody else has got rid of it bless them it's it's visible you see more pn you see more behaviors but you can also see a visible change in their yeah, I think if you're keeping obviously an active look at your dog and you you know kind of what they look like normally, you will see a complete difference. Um, and that goes the same for what's called silent seasons as well. So some bitches are either super clean and you wouldn't even notice it, 
or they um, don't actually bleed at all. Um, and in those seasons, they are still going through exactly the same timeline. You're just not seeing that first initial stage as visibly as you would do in some other dogs. So don't think just because it's having a silent season, you've not seen blood, they can't be fertile because 100% they can still be mated and tied. Fantastic. So I hope this has helped everybody um, understand a little bit more about phantom pregnancies in dogs. If you have anything that you would like to add to this um, into this podcast, there is a blog going with it. If there's any sort of like advice or stories that you'd like to add to it, please let us know. Email them over to us because we can add them to the bottom of the blog. We hope that you've enjoyed. Emma, if people want to get hold of you, where and when can they get hold of you? Um, so there's a couple of platforms. So um, social media platforms, Instagram at Cunning Shot Dog Training, um, Facebook Cunning Shot Dog Training, um, me personally, Emma Louise Stevens, or the website uh, www.cunningshotdogtraining.co.uk. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your advice and wisdom on this topic today, Emma. Um, it's been thoroughly informative and really really helpful and i hope those of you who are listening have really enjoyed it too we hope that you have a fantastic week and we'll speak to you all next week thank you for listening to lwdg Podog with me joe parrot now we all know training a dog takes time energy and patience but our lives can be really really busy don't worry the lwdg has got you covered join us for our free planning workshop where we will show you how to use short 10-minute training sessions each day to fast-forward your dog's education. Our experts have years of experience in training dogs and will help you get started on the right foot. Register now and start making progress with your furry friend today. Go to our Facebook page, The Ladies Working Dog Group, and click on the pinned post or visit www.thelwdg.com.